Uh, well, Johnny English, Johnny English films are classics, uh, aren't they? Many of us will love the mayhem, will love the chaos, will love the banter and the confusion. Um, but sadly, um, this film presents Jesus' second coming as a, as a joke. Last night and this week, uh, we're thinking seriously about eternity. And like us, the disciples were fascinated about eternity. And like lots of us, I'm sure, they had questions. They were uncertain. And so they did the natural thing. They asked Jesus about eternity. They asked Jesus about his second coming when he was going to return to our world. And they asked Jesus about the end of time. Well, I hope you've got uh, Matthew chapter 25 open, please. Because actually, this parable which we're looking at, at the start of Matthew 25, is part of a longer conversation, which lasts chapter 24 and chapter 25. The film says it's a joke. But Jesus tells us something else. He is coming. He will return. And he will bring eternity. And this really is Amazing news. It's wonderful, incredible news. There's so much to learn from this parable, but this morning we're just going to focus on three different aspects. And firstly, Jesus says he'll definitely return. Secondly, Jesus says that his return will have consequences, eternal consequences. And thirdly, Jesus says we need to be ready, ready for Jesus' return. Well, let's get our noses uh, into Matthew chapter 25. Jesus says, firstly, he will definitely return. Um, Can you please look down to the first verse, Matthew 25? Um, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Um, Throughout the Bible, and, and even yesterday evening, we heard that Jesus is shown to be the bridegroom. And in verse 1, Jesus says... He will definitely return. The bridegroom is coming. Well, as you know, uh, in Britain, um, the wedding starts when the bride arrives. Well, years ago, uh, I was at my cousin Sophie's wedding. The church was packed. The the church clock chimed two o'clock. We were all waiting for Sophie to come. And she was going to arrive, of course, fashionably late. Well, five minutes passed then 10, then 15, then 20. Everyone starts looking at their watches. What on earth's going on? Um, after half an hour, there was a little bit of concern. Is you know, Sophie playing a joke on us? You know, what about her future husband standing up there by the altar? You know, is she going to come? In the end, Sophie turned up after 45 minutes. Girls, when you get married, don't do that to your future husband. <laughs> But 2,000 years ago, at Jewish weddings, did you see it's the other way around? People didn't wait for the bride. They were waiting for the bridegroom. And do you see, in verse 5, it tells us that like Sophie's wedding, do look down to verse 5, please, the bridegroom was a long time in coming. But this bridegroom was so late that verse 5 says the virgins, and the virgins are basically bridesmaids, that the, that, the, that the virgins, these bridesmaids, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And then verse 6 says, at midnight, at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. 
But it's only finally in verse 10 that the bridegroom arrived. Do you see what Jesus is teaching us through this parable? Um, although people think he's late, we have to wait. People might think he's late, but we have to wait. Because Jesus says he will definitely return. So the Johnny English film is wrong. It's not a joke. We can't ignore it. Firstly, Jesus says he will definitely return. And this is terrific news. And secondly, secondly, Jesus' return has eternal consequences. And actually, we're used to our actions and attitudes having consequences. Um, for my birthday last uh, March, my wonderful wife, Ali, organized a, a, a wonderful birthday up in London for me. It was a real treat. Now, we were going to a special restaurant up in London. But as we couldn't reserve, it's one of these restaurants, you can't reserve tables. Okay, so um, we had to get on the right train. We had to get in the queue before they opened. Now, Ali is terrifically organized. So we were ready. We left Winchester. We were on the right train. We got up to town. We had an amazing lunch. It was seriously, it was a terrific lunch. And because we were ready, we had these wonderful seats just by the counter so we could watch the chefs doing all the cooking. Wonderful. What a birthday. Thank you, darling. My approach is sometimes a little bit different. So, so a few years ago, I was going to fly to Scotland, but I was not ready. I was late to Gatwick. EasyJet, we know what EasyJet are like. EasyJet had shut the desks. The plane took off without me. It was an absolute nightmare. Do you see, our, our attitudes, our, uh, our actions have consequences. And Jesus says here that actually, let's look down, that the, the actions of these and the attitudes of these virgins has consequences. Um, and Jesus draws that contrast, doesn't he, between the attitudes and actions of the wise and these foolish virgins. Let's look at verse 3, please. The foolish ones took their lamps, but they did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. They looked similar. They knew the bridegroom was coming. They knew they needed lamps and oil. The wise people were ready. And sadly, in this case, the foolish people weren't. Let's look to verse 6. Um, at midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. And their attitudes, their actions have consequences. So verse 10, while they, and that's the, the foolish virgins, were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. These wise virgins, these wise bridesmaids, were ready for something far more important, something far more precious than lunch in London or a flight up to Scotland. Jewish wedding banquets went on for days. Sometimes these wedding celebrations went on for weeks. And because these wise virgins were ready, they accompanied the bridegroom 
and they enjoyed this fabulous banquet. But what about the, the foolish virgins? Well, verse 11 says, Later the others came. Lord, Lord, or sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. The foolish virgins were locked out from the bridegroom and they were locked out from his wedding banquet. But Jesus is just telling a parable, isn't he? But do we understand what he's really saying about his return? Wise people, he's saying, are ready. They're trusting and waiting for Jesus. They will enter his amazing eternal celebration. And I really hope that if, if you're following Jesus, if you're trusting Jesus, then this, is, this should be massively encouraging for you. This should be of such assurance and confidence for you. Five years ago, I was an usher at one of my closest friend's weddings. Um, Alastair is a great man. Um, it's also nice because he lives in the Caribbean and he is, objectively speaking, extremely wealthy. Um, um, the wedding, it was an amazing wedding, the wedding was on a beach. The hotel and the dinner were phenomenal. I'm not kidding. There were bottles of champagne from the floor up to about my thigh. They were, it, and it was vintage champagne. It was absolutely terrific. Um, after his speech, when he spoke about how he met his wonderful wife, Vanessa, and how much he loved her, after his speech, he gave his wife a little box. And Vanessa opened the box, and it contained simply a big red button. We all went outside from this amazing dining room. We went to the balcony, and Al asked Vanessa to hit the button. And when she pushed that red button down, it started an incredible firework display on the other side of the bay. That was a very, very, very special wedding celebration. At my wedding, I was so full of joy that for the entire afternoon, I was smiling so much that the following day, my cheeks ached with pain. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going? Verse 10 says, The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And because we've got so many questions about eternity, because our human minds can't grasp fully eternity, Jesus is explaining what eternity is like. And the best way which he's got is to explain eternity with Jesus is like a wedding celebration. It's like this wedding banquet. An English wedding tends to last you know, a day or maybe two if you have a wedding breakfast or something like that the following day. You know, these Jewish weddings would last days, maybe a few weeks. This wedding banquet, this eternal wedding banquet with Jesus is going to last eternity. We're not going to get bored. It's going to be the best thing. It's way beyond what we can imagine. If we're ready, if we're trusting Jesus, if we're waiting for him, please be confident. Please be absolutely assured you will be included in Jesus' incredible, eternal wedding banquet. And this parable also tells us, doesn't it, 
um, about those, those virgins, those foolish virgins who weren't wet ready. And so I need to, with integrity, point to verse 12. And it's not an easy teaching, it's, it's hard, but I need to be honest. Verse 12 says, that Jesus says, Truly I tell you, I don't know you. When Jesus returns, the door to his wedding banquet will shut. Jesus' return, we're told, Jesus tells us, has eternal consequences. Well, firstly, Jesus' return is real. Secondly, Jesus' return has eternal consequences. And thirdly, Jesus says, look, we need to be ready. Let's be ready for Jesus' return. Well, many of us are ready. We are following Jesus. And we, we do trust in Jesus' death, in paying for our sins. We're confident in sharing his amazing resurrection life. And if this is you, if you're in this situation, do rejoice, be confident, be assured, be grateful. Praise Jesus. He's told us, hasn't he? You will go in with him to the wedding banquet. Um, but verse 13 actually speaks to all of us. It's a challenge to every single one of us here. It's a real challenge to me. I really feel this challenge. Jesus says, do look down, please. Verse 13. Jesus says, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. So all of Jesus' followers must keep watch. We must be ready. We need to keep following Jesus. We need to keep trusting him. Uh, these Bible verses are saying, don't drift away. Don't get distracted. Don't give up. The message of the foolish virgins is there, there are things we can't borrow. We can't borrow someone else's relationship and someone else's faith in Jesus. We can't borrow someone else's Christian lifestyle. These verses are a challenge to be wise, not foolish. So we're challenged. Is Jesus his priority or is FaceTime more important than prayer time? Are reading messages from our mates more important than reading Jesus' words? Are we indulging in sin? Or are we striving to live a pure life for Jesus? Are we focusing on this world? Or are we living with eternity in mind? Jesus says to all of us, Keep watch. And a number of us here, I'm sure, may be uncertain. We're thinking things through. We're thinking about Jesus. We're thinking about his claims. Is Jesus really God? We, we're thinking about his return. You know, is he really going to return? We're thinking about eternity. These are great questions. Do please keep thinking. Keep asking questions. But to all of us in, in this situation as well, Jesus says, keep watch. He says his return is real. He says his return has eternal consequences. And when Jesus started preaching, right at the start of Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of God in, is near. And to repent means to change direction, to stop going our way, to turn away from our sins, and to turn instead to the, the Lord Jesus, to that free gift of forgiveness which he offers each of us through his death and resurrection. He wants us to turn to him, to turn to Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Jesus says, keep watch. Well, in this parable, we've heard a few things. There's so much here. Firstly, Jesus says, his return is real. Secondly, Jesus says, 
that his return has eternal consequences. And thirdly, we need to be ready for Jesus' return. And we've heard about this amazing wedding banquet. Even more wonderful than a wedding in the Caribbean on a beach. That was a great time. It was just for a couple of hours. It was just for one day. Jesus promises a wedding banquet for all eternity. And he is desperate for you personally to be with him there, with him. Guys, um, Katya and I have been uh, thinking and praying about things that we think would be really wise to spend a few moments now, a couple of minutes perhaps, in quiet thought in, and, and in personal prayer. Can I please encourage you, perhaps you just let's just stay where we're sitting. You might find it really helpful to have Matthew 25 open. You might want to look back at some of those verses and promises. You might just want to shut your eyes. I think a few of us might just want to shut our eyes and maybe just talk to Jesus personally in prayer. It might be that one or two of us here might want to think about making a step of faith. It might be that there's something right for you maybe today, maybe this week, maybe over the course of the summer or the autumn. But I'm going to be quiet and let's spend a few minutes listening to Jesus and speaking to him in prayer.